Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Peppers from a Chimney! Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. So you are standing with Ekis inside, um, inside a room where he was working on a chest that he had you open for him, to which he'd given you the the pouch that was the contents of it. Um, and you started having a conversation, and he did mention the charnel house, and then you you guys kind of move shifted the conversation a bit, and you were he was asking you. Um, you told him about your invitation to the pallet court and he was surprised about your invitation to the pallet court because as far as he knew, there was no ball. There was no ball to be scheduled until the new year. And you had mentioned that it was a private affair. And then he asked you, well, who extended that? And then you told him that it was Lady Alashra's person, the red-headed gnome. And you told him about the spark, and that's kind of where we left it off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're standing there with him, and he's looking at you, and he'd been pacing, and he had his hands behind his back, and he's like, This redhead gnome you mentioned, she is. A vampire? I don't think so. Hmm. What time of day did you meet her? She came to us in the night. She poisoned my friend. I see. And then talked to me. Are you sure she is one of Lady Alashra's? I know there's, there's a, a redhead I know, and she is a gnome, but she's definitely one of the vampires. What, a different one? Or is she also part of the court? From what I understand, she can walk in the daylight, so that's why I was wondering, when did you meet her? She came in the night, while we were sleeping. I see. Perhaps it was her. But you said she extended a personal invitation? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. You called this artifact a spark? Hmm. I don't know what it is. You retrieved it from, from a dream world wait 
From... You mean the plane of dreams? I think so. Yes, a specific place there that was caught in a loop. He kind of stops his pacing and he kind of walks back to the table and he puts his hands down the table and he looks at you. You expect me to believe that you went to the plane of dreams, retrieved an artifact and came here? This seems... And he stands back up, kind of shakes his head. Clicker will try to tear open the fabric of this dimension and step into the dream. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, all right. I need you to give me... Oh, it's the one Google document that I've got closed. Son of a... Uh, you'll need to give me... Because you are... You were giving constitution because you were not a spellcaster. Con constitution check. So close to the 20. Uh, 11. 11. 11. I gotta write this down in my notes. This is session 37. Why can hero points not reroll? God damn it. I need the lucky feet. Do I have the lucky feet? No. No, I didn't take the lucky feet. God damn it. Clickers. And you rolled with your thing 11 okay so you and what did you need to roll you needed to roll <laughs> okay 12 i'm not saying um okay so you do this gesture and he watches you there and his you know brows knit together are you well clicker what happens nothing you reach there and for a moment you felt the the little bit of substance that you can like you were grasping onto but it slips between your fingers and you're unable to hold on to it i was trying to demonstrate uh, we can step into the dream but it's it's hard to do maybe maybe i will show you some other time and he looks at you a little bit. Uh, give me an insight check. Mm hmm. <laughs> I was sitting and I was thinking, this would be really hard for him to be able to have any clue as to what this guy's thinking unless you rolled a 20. <laughs> uh, his face is extremely hard to read. Uh, you f see very little, but on having not been able to grab onto it, you were paying particular attention to his facial features, and you notice just the slightest hint of a twitch that you think uh, from your time with other humanoids that he doesn't quite believe uh, the tale that you were trying to weave together at that moment. Look, I understand it's hard to believe, and it doesn't matter really, but it, uh, I will show you some other time. It's it's okay. You need me to do a thing, yes? Retrieve the spell book. In a minute, in a minute. Just 
I need to understand something here. So, you had this artifact. Yes, and it was taken. You gave it? Taken, you said? Yes, but not by Alashra. It was... Uh, it was taken... It was in a jar. It's been there for a long time, and I think because the jar was broken, that was the reason why the dream was destabilized. We needed to remove it from the dream. His eyes kind of out wide, and he kind of just shaking his head, and he's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Too much, too, too much. This is so unbelievable. Uh, okay. All right, all right, wait, wait. You had this artifact here in Perbastet. Yes. And you gave it to this red-headed gnome. No. We arrived here in in the hunt. The hunt? Do you know what is what is the name of the of the hag? Hold on. Let me don't say anything. I'm looking into my notes. Uh God damn it. Do you want to do a history roll? What is the name of this... This creature, this female creature that is living in one of the mansions in the hunt? She apparently has, has this doll, Annabelle, that haunts people and sucks them from their life essence. Do you know about that tale? For, for a moment there as you're talking, he's kind of just looking at you with this... And then you see his his head nod just a little bit. Annabelle. Gertrude. You're talking about Gertrude. Yes, Gertrude. I see. Hmm. We, uh... You gave it to Gertrude? Why would you give it? Of course not. Uh, Annabelle stole this jar with a spark inside. And... Yes, we raided the mansion to retrieve it, but apparently two of Alashra's lackeys showed up, took the jar, and said they will repair it. So now we are interested in getting it back from them, which is why we're going to the invitation tonight. Do you remember the name of this redhead? This is the lackey that you're talking about? Did Clicker actually see either of them? In no, the mansion? No, didn't see them in the mansion. Right. Yeah. I don't know if she was one of them. It was two. I know that one was a black, slender catfolk. I can't remember what the other one was, and I don't think she introduced herself. At that point, he stands straight again, and he puts his hand behind his back again. He starts pacing. Hmm. Interesting. Right. Now, why would she take it? What was her purpose? He kind of mumbles to himself. You said you are to meet... Alashra this evening? Yes. Why would she leave the city this morning then? I don't know. You know what else is weird? Hmm. Recently, 
in the hunt. Uh, something weird happened. We, we lost one of our companions. A turtle man. <laughs> There's no such thing, you sir. <laughs> You're telling me lies, Clicker. You don't have to believe any of it. It can only be to your benefit if you do. You had a turtle man with you in the hunt. Okay. Yes. And he apparently... fell into a hole that... What are these insect people called? I forget always. He scratches his head as you say that. The Tuscali? Yes, the Tuscali. They, they've apparently dug underneath the hunt or something like that. And they came out of a, out of a tunnel. He fell in, if I remember that correctly. Also the Tuscali in the hunt. Mm. We got rid of them. He stops pacing. And he he crosses his arms in front of you and he looks at you. Clicker. Why are you here? Thorn is a Now she starts talking. Uh-huh. She looks around to find find the dog that sparked. And chase the cat away. <laughs> So she, she starts pacing up and down now. Thorn is a tiefling with human complexion. He's one of us. He's also a dreamwalker. He... What did they call them? Child of the Harvest Moon. And he wanted to... Because he's from around here, I think. He wanted to investigate what the spark is. Because we all had... As you're talking, there is a, th a single thump reverberates. And it reverberates. There's the beam um, that is right beside him there. Uh, directly to the southeast of where you are, but directly to his northeast. And... The sound, as you hear the thump, kind of reverberates through that beam that indicates it's not just a wooden beam. And as it reverberates, he uh, puts his finger in front of his mouth and he's like, A minute quicker. And he waits for a second and he says, Quickly now, come with me. And he starts walking over here. And he gets to this corner and he's in front of the wall. And he does something, and a door opens. Come, and he comes into the. He goes into this this separate room, and he walks over to the desk here. He says, "I need you to wait here for a minute. I'll, it won't take me but a moment. I'm gonna close the door. And uh, although this looks like a window here, it's it's um it is a window, but it's." painted black so you can't actually see outside that window uh so you come into this this room and he just give me a minute i need to have a conversation with someone 
Equis, you understand how much trust I'm putting in you. He looks at you. As you say that, he uh, moves his jacket to the side, pulls out a dagger, and he places it on the table in front of you. He nods. I'll be back in a minute. And he... I don't like trusting people. (laughs) Understand how much this means. And he says, I understand. Trust is... Goes two ways, Clicker. She nods and leans against the staircase. And he closes the door. And just as he's closing the door, you can hear the sound of uh, some tinkling. Like, um, I wish I had a tinkle sound to, to play, but I don't. You hear the sound of tinkling, uh, rhythmic tinkling. And you also hear the sound... Um, that door, that you, the original door that you'd come through uh, that led into the room where, where Ekis was standing. Uh, you don't hear it creak, uh, but you, just as that, that door that he took you through is closing, you do hear the, the click of the door, like the door handle, the, that, that motion of the door handle click. Not locking, just opening the door type thing, but you don't hear the creaking hinges or anything just that click and then this door that he brought you through closes and you hear the tinkling sound of rhythmic tinkling just as the door finally shuts leaving you alone in this chamber Mm -hmm. give me one moment i need to catch up on some notes okay okay um so as a as a locksmith that sounded like a very intricate lock locking right no, nope. it, that wasn't the sound of a lock locking. That was the sound. So that wasn't coming from the door that he brought you through. That yeah. was from the original door that you came as you came down that ladder and then you walked into the room. The sound of, you know, the sound of door handle makes when the, the tongue slides into the door thing. Mm-hmm. When you turn a door handle, just that, not, not a lock at all. Okay. But you recognize it for what it is being of your profession. Right. Okay. And then you heard the rhythmic tinkling, uh, which clearly to you sounded like uh, it, it, it was getting closer. So whoever was coming in had a tink, some kind of a tinkling noise that you were hearing. Okay. Okay. Did you, I'll, I'll leave that there and I'll, I'll move on to this description unless you had any more questions about that bit. Um, nope, just one more note I need to take in 10 seconds. So, you find yourself in a comfortable looking, I mean, clearly, once upon a time, this would have been the captain's cabin on this barge. And it's been converted into what is also very clear as a small hideout of sorts. The small cot behind the stairs, it's not a cot of a permanent bed type thing very clearly it's only it it serves a purpose of short-term hideout there are a couple of chests along the same wall the wall that you'd come through uh there are some shelves uh also on another wall that are filled with long scrolls um the shelves are uh, not open exposed to the air there there is they are actually glass cabinet shelves where there's glass doors on the front of them 
The desk is of, of fine make, and on the desk you see a map of the city. There's some paper there, a quill and an ink bottle. And then to, to the north of the desk you see an odd-looking globe of the world of Midgard. And the thing with Midgard, it's not actually a globe. Midgard is actually flat, like from um, those Terry Pratchett books, like the... I forget what the, the name of his world is, but it's a, Midgard is a flat world. So, but it's still a, a globe-like thing, you know, that just shows... Because I don't know what you call that thing where you put a globe in. Do you know what I mean? Mm, the, the, the thing, like, where you put the globe in has a name? I, I think it's called Ornary? Ornary? Or something like this? Yeah, it has a name. If it's if it's a standalone one, yes, it does. But okay. if it's just like something you put on a desk, then it's just, I think it's, I might have a name as well. Any which way, it's that thing. Okay. Um, so you're in your room by yourself. Uh, the stairs, they do uh, lead up to a trapdoor. What do you do? Mm -hmm. Clicker is going to slow push herself off the the staircase uh, after he had left and for for a moment and um, mm -hmm. we'll start slowly moving around the room and without touching anything we'll just look yep cat you need to stop stealing my popcorn <laughs> popcorn i should have made some um so you can see that on the map is where he placed the the dagger um it, it's clearly a fine-looking dagger of, of fine make. Uh, it has... It, it's not the the gray of, say, normal metal. There, there's kind of like a, a silvery sheen to it. Um, yeah, in, inside, looking at the, the case, the shelf cases, you can see that uh, those long scrolls, you can see lines on them and you think perhaps uh give me yeah give me another insight check another crit what the fuck far out 24 again uh you're sure that those long scrolls are probably what look like blueprints mm -hmm. um your brief look of the bed uh is it's well made uh you could, if you want, you could give me an investigation check to see if you want to know anything more about that. The chests, you can clearly see that there are some complex locks on each chest. Uh, one chest, um, they, they're of the same size. Another crit? <laughs> what? Three crits. Three crits in a row? Okay. You can tell that the bed, although it's made, it is clear to you uh, that it hasn't been slept in for some time. Mm -hmm. uh, but otherwise it is just like you know like a military cot um, nothing exceptional about the bed it's just that you you're able to tell um, from its appearance that it hasn't been slept in mm -hmm. the two chests look very very similar um, almost exactly the same to your eye except the one to the left is there's a dark, it looks darker, like there's specks of white on the metal. It's not rust. And 
where the wood touches the metal, there is blackness uh, on the in the wood at those points. But otherwise, the the wood and the coloring looks the same as the chest on the right. Um, the with a glass with the glass cabinets holding the blueprints, uh, you can see that those glass cabinets also have a fairly complex looking lock on it. Mm -hmm. um, and on the desk, you see minus the map, the things that are on the desk uh, looks like, and I'm just going to use that same investigation check. The stuff that's on the desk, would you know? No, I'm going to get you get roll me another investigation check. If you roll another crit, that'll just be ridiculous. Almost. 10. There's enough things there on the desk, minus the map, that you think... I mean, there looks like there's a pattern to the objects on the desk. The, the paper, the quill. There's a bit of sealing wax. Uh, there's like some small little tools uh, as well that are right beside that sealing wax. Seems like you should you should know this, and you just can't for the moment. You maybe it's the trust he put in you. Hard to say. You, you but there's something about all the objects on the desk that strikes a chord with you. Will you do anything else? She will sit on the bed and wait. Actually, she will investigate first. She will investigate uh, those white specks on the metal and uh, the blackness where the metal meets the wood. What is that? Acid? Uh, give me Burn a... Marks? Give me a perception check with advantage. Crit. <laughs> um, I said advantage because of the things that you said deserved advantage. Mm -hmm. Yes, the things that you see on there leads you to think of exactly that. Something acidic, something that uh, clearly has caused this metal to not specifically corrode, because corrosion is very clear, but it's definitely reacting to something alchemical for sure. And when you get close enough, give me a nature check. Mm -hmm. I know you're not proficient. That just means the DC gets higher. That's all. Well, I would love to see where I'm clicking, but Kat decided to groom right in front of my screen. Uh, 17. Um, as you get close, and I think a raven folk probably still is able to smell. Yeah. Um, there is a scent that you catch. There's a there's a, a, a bunch of scents that you're picking up on, but one breaks through the others that you recognize, and it's a special 
like a, a almost like a um, brimstone-ish type scent, like of something harsh that is burnt. And you you think that scent reminds you of a poison that you had encountered some time ago back in Ramag, uh, in one of the stores in the the lower sections that you were hanging out at in your latter years. Uh, and that scent brings you instantly back to that moment when you were in that shop, when you came across it. Her head twitches back. Um, is it is it safe to assume that she would make the assumption that this chest is trapped? You can give me a thieves tool check with and tied to your intelligence. Okay. Mm, no, based on the question you just asked, I would say thieves tool check tied to your wisdom. Unless you think you can better explain to me why it should be tied to intelligence. Eleven. Uh, not because of the scent, but because of the the looking at the nature of that lock, you have a strong feeling that indeed these chests are, are probably trapped uh, because of the complexity of that lock. Mm -hmm. You think with time and not being in a rush, you could probably tackle that lock. It looks complex, but it doesn't look like exquisite. Clicker will sit down in front of the uh, chest with the, did the poison come from the other chest or is that also from the poison smell or is that also from the acidic uh, just from the left one? chest both from the from the left chest okay so it's she's gonna left, sit in front just of the left chest is where you detected that scent uh, she's gonna sit in front of it cross-legged uh, pull out her thieves tools and very calmly not in a rush get to work she does not mind if uh, if Ek is is coming in okay and as far as Ekis is going you can tell with your passive perception uh, clearly this room has been muffled because that Ekis is out there you know it but everything is so so muffled that you're quite certain that um, this room, or perhaps the other room, has got um, padding in it to uh, prevent physical scrutiny. Mm -hmm. Okay, so put your thieves tools against dexterity then, and let's see what you can do. Crit. <laughs> 31. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. Two eights, one four, one eighteen, four crits. Ridiculous. I need you to roll me two d four. Five crits. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, five crits. Uh, two d six. Two d four. Two d four. Six. Yeah. So, 
you recognize as you're starting to work on on this thing that uh, it's clear that you see within the mechanism the trigger that would cause uh, and then you catch sight of the tiny holes that there is a poison needle trap but on detecting it uh, you are able to bypass it but uh, in bypassing it you know that this is going to take time and you work out internally yeah roughly it's going to be six minutes to do this so you keep uh, uh, working away at it uh, and you're lost in the the rhythm lost in the sound and as those six minutes pass finally the satisfying click of a lock unlocking this was the left chest right yeah yeah she does not look inside as you do that you hear the voice behind you impressive work clicker thank you i like to challenge myself indeed some excellent skill there could be very useful and he holds his hand down uh, to you in a gesture of to help you up. Mm -hmm. She takes it. Uh, I, I want to emphasize that um, I said it before I knew that he was there. And same goes for Clicker. She did, never planned to open the chest. She was only going to open the lock. Ah, okay. Uh, so he helps you up. And then mm -hmm. he turns his back to you and he goes back towards the table and he looks at the dagger that he placed there for a minute and he picks up the dagger. I see you didn't touch it. And he holds the dagger in his hand and uh, spinning, spinning it a little bit. I touched nothing here. Why would I? Tests, Clicker. Everything is a test. And so he says, something like this could be a reward for you. It's probably some of the best work of Ari Kalini. Now look, I can't have you leaving. Wait, they're gonna roll deception. Okay, seven. Yeah, her eyes go wide when he mentions that name, but she doesn't say anything. Okay, just give me a second here. Guess what I rolled? One. Seven. But I get a Seven. plus two. Good. So, uh, you're not sure whether or not he caught your reaction. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. It's, you're not. You're not entirely clear. But he then continues on and he says, I can't have you leaving through the front. It's hard to say what's going to happen here in the next few hours don't know. Some tell me that Alashra has gone to the ruins of Anwasir, so maybe she'll be back. Something doesn't seem right. Still, that's right. And he kind of pushes um, some of the objects on the desk aside to better, better show you the map. Please, come, take a look. And he uh, indicates, I guess I should bring him inside here. Keys. Yes. If she went to these ruins and she managed to repair the spark, 
We don't know exactly what it does. That's what Thorn is trying to find out. But what is in the ruins? Could she cause damage if she had the spark there? It's some excellent question you have, Blicker. Uh, apparently, there was a group of any. He quotes, finger quotes in air, adventurers that had been there a couple months ago. Just around the time that everything went completely haywire with the archaeological company that was supposed to be excavating or monitoring the reemergence of these ruins, the, the Golden Falcon Antiquities Company, the GFA. And there's a lot of questionable things that happened then. And we've had a few people attempting to get in, but it is very well sealed. So we've not had... It was too dangerous to try to infiltrate. So what's there? I cannot say. Why she went... And then, from what I understand, I heard that the High Priestess Nefrini left the city soon after. Something is afoot. Still, neither here nor there. This here, and he points uh, on the map. I'll share the map with you again. This here. is the location of the Charnel House. It is... You should be able to recognize it immediately. It looks like an oven with a chimney. From where you come from, have you ever heard of the food called pizza? Has she? <laughs> probably not. Uh, I don't know how else to exp explain it would how... Be a Luxury good that would not be <laughs> familiar to Ravenfolk. I, uh, I don't know how else to explain what uh, the oven looks like, except that it looks like one of those pizza ovens. You know, it's a it's a hemisphere uh -huh. type thing with a with a chimney yeah. stack that sticks out of it. If it stands out, I will recognize the chimney from afar. That is the charnel house. That is where the man who was called Sultan Shukri Nilmochatur was murdered. Although, from what we have ascertained, his murder was perhaps not... Well, a murder is a murder. But we were able to ascertain the same group of adventurers that had gone into Anuasir were the ones that murdered this man. The building is roped off. The city guards still stand watch at the front door. Inside, there should be the spell book of the Sultan. It would be good if you could retrieve that. Retrieve that. And perhaps, if you are able to retrieve that... I will. 
and he indicates the dagger that he still has in his hand. This could be a reward. She nods. Does it have to be done quietly, or should I bring my friends? That's up to you. I just can tell you that our city guards are city guards. How you get past them? Well, of course. I just need to know if you need this to be handled discreetly. Well, time is ticking. Ideally, I'd like to have it in my hands before breaking the fast in the morning. She nods. If not, we can still have our conversations. We shall see. And then as he's conversing with you, he kind of walks over to where the, the globe is sitting. And at the top of the globe, uh, there's like a, a it, it looks kind of like a little bit of a brass needle. He just shifts that needle a bit. And when he shifts the needle, the floor and the carpet where you're standing begins to shift backwards and you kind of quickly step out of the way and you see that the floor and the carpet move backwards to reveal a moon a moon pool uh, that gives you access to the river. Can you hold your breath, Clicker? I bid you farewell. We will see each other soon. And instead of answering his question, she's 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 going into into one one or twenty five feet Sonota jumping position, <laughs> but then holds in for holds up for a moment, looks at him one more time. Would you see in the water? Be brave. Do not fear. But just as well, do not be stupid. And he gives you a nod. I understand. And um, she, she did take her backpack with her, so that's a problem. Um, yeah, let me let me just uh, make sure. Oh, the Lambus Russian. Okay, okay. She actually relaxes again. The backpacks. And they can take rain, but they cannot take being underwater. Right. Yeah, right. So uh, she, she, she actually stops uh, what she was doing, and she takes off her backpack, and mm -hmm. she still doesn't know about the weight-reducing um, uh, thing of the bag of holding. Mm -hmm. But she's starting to, to repackage some of the stuff into the bag of holding, including... The Lembus ration. Uh, well, I'm just gonna. Yeah, she. He. He can observe her. Um, yeah. And as you things. do that, with your passive perception, you would readily start to notice that things starting to get lighter and lighter as you start putting things into the bag of holding. Mm hmm. She uh, seems increasingly confused but doesn't think much of it. And if I didn't have to handle the cat constantly trying to steal my, steal my popcorn, I would be already done. Mm -hmm. Give me one moment. Um, yeah, torch. 
clothes. And you're also skin. a little bit surprised as you put like the torches in, like you're like, I'll never be able to get all of, ten of these torches inside that small bag. And yet they go in easily and it still seems like there's more space. Mm. Thorne, I think, did explain that there was that there was he did. some some external space in there, and that you just have to think of things, and they will appear in your hand when you reach inside. He did not mention the uh, weight reducing property, though. So no. that's something she doesn't know. Um, yeah, Thorne was wrong about that, though. You still have to root around in the bag of holding. It's not a, a Havard sack. Havard sack appears in your hand. Gotcha. Bag of holding. Yeah, okay, but maybe I just it. quoted him wrong there. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, 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 okay. Got this. Oh, yeah, parchment. Very smart. Bag of holding. Candle. Eh, whatever. Coins. Um, did you notice the, the cool bit of, oh, you see how your sombrero of magic detection is got the little circle checked that indicates you've attuned to it. Okay. And if you look at the very top of the inventory tab, you'll see that there's an A with a triangle in it and it says mm -hmm. one of three that just indicates you've got one of three things attuned. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I think that is everything. I mean, yeah, she, she puts her lantern inside as well. Okay. Uh, and I think that is everything that is water not proof. And uh, eventually she, she takes out this armband. Um, and she didn't attune to it. You said no, she... she yeah, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't know, I think, that... You need to tune to it either. Wait, okay. but she she did find out what it is via Thorn, correct? So I think she would have attuned to it. I just didn't know. But yeah, yeah, that's fine. Say, I'm I'm happy for it. Okay, it's, okay, it's okay. It's not a big deal. I mean, she can hold but it. But it's not in your backpack. You'd have to be wearing it in for, in order for it to work. Right, that's why she's taking it out and puts the armband on. Uh, can you can you describe what it looks like one more time? So, right there, yeah, the armband see, see, is made she, of she various... She even has a command word for it. It's a bubble foom, so... Yeah. Good. It is gillyweed, with a symbol of gillyweed on it. Various pieces of leather in different shades of blue woven to form the symbol of the gillyweed on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you equip it, just cl click the carried symbol until it shows that it's equipped. Okay. Cool. I should actually, hold on a second. I'm going to add something. Water. Breathing. Okay. Okay, unequip it and equip it again. There we go. Now it shows uh -huh. up inside the combat tracker. Cool. Yeah, and then uh, she nods one more time and jumps 
into the water. Okay. Uh, Alright, so you jump into the water. So, you notice as you jump into the water that um, the River Nodia is chilly, but you find the water is very refreshing. Um, the waters here in the flood market are black as you get into the water and your head goes under the surface. But you can see that it's black because of the shadows of all the boats and the canoes and the barges above your head. The water is extremely clean and clear, and you can see rays of sunshine that fall like glowing swords through the gaps between the boats, barges, and floating docks, providing you uh, a means of the light to see in the, in the underwater. And you can give me a perception check as you start in the water. Eleven. Okay. Uh, can you can you draw like a circle uh, where the charnel house is, just to indicate where it is? Okay, I can do that. Uh, city per bastet. Well, you can't see the po the pointer. I can, but you will remove it eventually, and then we lose <laughs> um, track of where it is. Okay. Wow. Okay. I would wow. say better draw, just in case you remove all pointers. But yeah, that's just me. Yeah, actually, that's not a bad idea. Let's do that. Anyway, um, you find yourself here in the water, and I had you roll perception. And from there, uh, a far ways off, you can see a dark, large shape swimming in the water. So actually, I should have you here just, just below the surface. And this would be down, mm -hmm. near, swimming near the bottom of the river. Do you do anything? Despite it being black, she should be able to navigate the space space very easily because uh, she knows where North is at all times. Yep. Um. So she will try to swim away from. Or out of the bazaar. Actually, she doesn't even try that. She's gonna try to reappear at the other end of the bazaar, basically. And no, she does. Uh, she does definitely not approach this thing. She will try to just stay near the surface. So okay. So from the the city map point of view, uh, so you are that's you there. I, I kind of moved you out of the way so I could click on the pin that you was kind of hiding. So, whereabouts are you going to go? You're the um, horde, the horde I'm flag. The horde. Yeah. yeah. Yes, she's gonna she's gonna try to reappear, uh, like west of the twenty two, on the other okay. island. Okay. So, draw where you want to go because that'll actually tell me the distance as well. Uh, yeah. Let me place a. You just need to move the horde token. It will actually, it'll calculate the distance as you move it. Okay, sure. 
Do you see the yep. movement? Okay. So 300 feet. Doing some math in my head. Yeah, that's not going to take you that long. It'll take you probably five minutes to, to swim that. Mm -hmm. Less than that, in fact. But you just swim just underneath the surface then, trying to stay... Like uh, two, two, two and a half meters, roughly. Or uh, okay. almost, almost ten feet. Okay. And you are uh, not hiding, but not acting aggressively in any way? Correct. She will try to swim calmly. Okay. So give me... I want you to give me a persuasion check tied to your dexterity. <laughs> Seven. As you're swimming along through the water, you become aware that a couple of creatures have slowly started swimming upwards towards you. Okay. Do you do anything as they start swimming up? She will remain completely still if she notices. Just checking their movement. 30. Ooh, that guy moves really fast. They both... Uh, so one looks like a ginormous crocodile that's moving along at a fairly rapid rate. Uh, in a, a not uh, in a non-Euclidean direction towards you. The other one uh, is more or less directly below you and is moving up towards you much smaller, but also looks like a crocodile as well. Okay. Um, I'm going to make a dock, please. Leave the candle on. Uh, I'm going to make a wisdom check to see if she remains cool enough to actually not move and not panic because this is this is not a situation she's used to by any means okay that's a 10 um well depends what they do at distance she she does remain calm okay uh, give me another perception check. Oh, natural one. Five. <laughs> That's too funny. I was going to say all those 20s are coming back to haunt you now. Um, I was going to say, hmm, actually, this might actually be intelligence, but that's even worse for you. So one turns to five with with wisdom. Um this, this one continues to rise up towards you. This one continues to move diagonally, getting closer. Okay. Anything else from where you are? Um, no, she will remain completely still. Does it... Is it possible? Like, she, she, she observes this, obviously. Um, having yep. no trouble, trouble, trouble. Okay, <laughs> problem plus trouble equals trouble. 
apparently. She has apparently. no problem uh, breathing, obviously, so she will just remain completely still, keep her eyes open, um, and basically just float there. She will have um, exhaled enough so her body doesn't float upwards. Keeps okay. her keeps her uh, breathing very flat, so she never gains too much um, whatever it's called. She doesn't drift towards the surface. Yeah, so she and, doesn't fill her lungs and then float. Yeah, yeah. so calm, um, relaxed breathing. And okay. observing this, does it look like the big crocodile perhaps goes for the small crocodile? Um, give me an insight check. Hmm. Seventeen. Uh, watching the two creatures approach, in fact, it seems to you the reverse is happening. It the is from your from your observation, the way that smaller croc is swimming, it looks like it is swimming in a direction to cut off the larger croc. Okay. With this newfound confidence, she will remain absolutely still and just observe. Okay. And you watch as, indeed, the smaller croc uh, gets in front of the larger croc before the large croc gets at you. And the smaller croc stops there and it looks at the, the bigger croc. And you can feel vibrations in the water and hear very low, low, low uh, tones some that are very clearly um, beyond your ability to hear uh, as these crocs are speaking. And the larger croc thrashes its tail and then starts moving down below. And as that one moves down below, the, the smaller croc uh, shifts form and in place there you see now um, a half a where crocodile stands is floating in front of you and as it floats in front of you it swims up in front of you and it gestures and a bubble of air appears around your head and it speaks and it says who are you in these waters i escaped one of the boats up above I'm trying to get back to the surface, to the shore. Thank you. There will only be one rule in these waters when you swim. Do not, do not litter. You are free to swim here. You will not be harmed. Have a care of them. They help keep things, the waters clean. But if we catch you dropping anything, polluting these waters, fair game. I promise. And with that, he pops the bubble around your head and starts swimming down. And you see, he's, he doesn't swim as good as he did when he was in his croc shape. But he starts swimming down and the other croc 
disappears as it goes, swims farther away. And with that, you would get across to the other side. No more um, interruptions. And I imagine you just find um, a spot between boats where you can avoid notice and you exit the waters. And we will leave it there as you are on that small island. Cool. Okay. Thank you very much. And that's that. So that was your, uh, with the Thieves Guild. And uh, because of some of your roles in the, in the skill challenge and whatnot, uh, it is late in the afternoon. It did take you quite a bit of time to get through and, and finally find what you're doing. So uh, as you're there, it's more or less close to 4 p.m. in the afternoon. All right. Um, I have one question, something that she would have understand better than I did. Hmm. Um, he's explained that adventurers... Where's... I just had it. Where's my... Where are my notes? What? Okay. Um, adventurers went to the... So they, they killed... Uh, the Sultan, mm -hmm. Shukri. Um, they then went to the ruins, or not immediately after necessarily, but yeah. Um, and he didn't state then, which which happened first or second. Yeah, just that they are yeah the same. Um, yeah. But then then I, I the only thing that is in my notes is GFA. <laughs> So I, yeah. I don't know. He, he did explain what their purpose was, what they tried to do, what GFA actually stands for. Can you please repeat that so I can put that in my notes? Golden Falcon Antiquities. They are an archaeological company. And, and when he said that, were... you would have remembered hearing some of the kids in the street, uh, the Hawking kids who were selling newspapers, talking about uh, the Golden Falcon Antiquities still being... Um, uh, what, what words did I have? I have it here. Where did I type? Golden Falcon Antiquities. Uh, the hunt for the ex-manager Hazi Susanari was one of the things that you had heard some of the kids calling out in the street. Hazi Susanari. Okay. Um, and what did they do for the GFA or try to do in those ruins? He never was clear what okay. what the adventurers did. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't clear what they what they had did, but that they had been in there, and shortly after, uh, the whole th something blew up with the the GFA, and all of a sudden the GFA was on the outs. But they had exclusive rights to the the ruins. For quite some time and the burnt author fumes is the the poison that you recognize the scent of mm -hmm. anything else any other questions just taking notes of everything no that was it mm -hmm. awesome cool thank you very much
and we'll see each other next week. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Fawn of the Tiefling Bard. Hi, I'm Darium. I'm playing as Volga Shellist, the Farlock Druid. I'm Ivan, a teller of dark and gritty TTRPG stories. No heroes, no happy ends. And I will be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Mike. I will be playing the Isamar? Hexblade, Warlock, Cal, and Thra. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu. Adieu.